in visiting places sacred to Thee, and my hands in performing Thy worship. Likewise, may my eyes find delight in the vision of Thy form, my nose in the sweet odour of the offerings at Thy sacred feet, and my ears in hearing of Thy charming glories. O peace, peace, Peace be unto us all. <coughs> Today, <coughs> our topic is devotion and where can it take us? This is a eternal conflict. The devotion means it is duality. And really, when we start practicing the path of duality, apparently it seems so much distinct from that, the path of non-duality. Therefore, this question remains, this devotion, where ultimately it takes us. What is the destination of this bhakti? In the Narada, as we all know, he has defined this bhakti is called sha tu asmin parama prema rupa. It is love. What type of love? Parama prema, supreme love, supreme aff- affection to this truth, this love for that reality which is supreme attraction. Supreme love. And that nature of that is absolutely nectar-like. And one attaining that bhakti, is a person, one person, the person becomes shiddho bhavati, he becomes fulfilled. He gets saturated, whatever he wanted. He becomes full of bliss. And he becomes perfectly satisfied. And that bhakti, which leads to that goal, if you once attain, Narada says, na kinchit banchati, there will be no other thing in the world you will crave for. Because it is such a fulfillment, such such an accomplishment. And no ramati, you will not there will be nothing which you can be jealous of. In our life, there is a factor. If I love the same thing and another person also loves the same, naturally there comes a triangle of love, what is called jealousy. So, there is not in that love, there is no such jealousy. 
ना द्वेष्टि देर इज नो रिपेन्टेन्स ना शोचति ना रमते देर इज नो डुएलिंग इन टू एनी अदर थिंग इन द यूनिवर्स एंड दैट इज द स्टेट वेर वन बिकम्स मत्तो मत्तो मीन्स ड्रांक टोटली अबसेस्ड इन टू इट एज इफ ए ड्रांक पर्सन बिहेव्स द होल वर्ल्ड इज गन सो सिमिलरली दैट टाइप ऑफ डिवोशन विल ब्रिंग दैट इंटॉक्सिकेशन मत्तो भवती एंड स्तब्धो इट विल मेक समन समटाइम्स काम एंड जस्ट नॉन रिएक्टिव material body as it were not reacting to anything and it is the state of atma ramo bhavati it dwells in the inner joy of the bliss within so much absorption inside and that is the definition of bhakti given by narada and it is called it cannot be expressed what is that bhakti how many language how many words we give it is impossible to express that love express that feeling express that experience it says it is muko ashadanavat is like a dumb person you feed him very delicious food and tell him hey how how do you feel it what will be his way of expressing ha ha ha, ha like that that is a muk a person who cannot speak and you feed him the best he wants to explain express the extreme joy what he has experienced he cannot express only by signs and symbols little bit of facial expression or postures can be understood oh it is joyful some something joyful so this is the definition of the bhakti where bhakti can lead us to a state when the world drops away there is nothing in the world which attracts anymore so much joy inside as like a bee sitting in the in a flower gets absorbed into sucking its sweetness and joy total world is gone from that like an intoxicated person who forgets the whole world and that intoxication is god intoxication and that is the supreme bhakti and what happens attaining to that narada says continued i am just picking up a few here and there it says guna rahitam in that state there is no quality of satya rajasan tamas he does transcend all this level there is kamana there is no desire there is no desire at all desire is totally fulfilled therefore therefore question of desire does not come when you reach that state that is the absolute oneness with that protection of vardhamanam and what is the another definition of this bhakti is that in any anything in the world we achieve that is after achieving something still i feel something yet to achieve lackingness is there but once attaining this devotion it's such 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 an expression of experience that it every moment it increases in its depth and profundity the joy expands and deepens and deepens and deepens 
There is no parallel example in the world which we can have. See, giving you the example, I like ice cream and you give me one scoop, I will be enjoying that. And you give me two scoops, I say, no, 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 but okay, give me. Okay, now third scoop, then it is becoming a torture. Fourth scoop, suppose a whole bucket is given, you have to eat, you like my ice cream, have it. So it does not become anymore a source of joy. Does it happen with that bhakti, devotion for God? Will it be same thing like that? After a sudden you love and if it is given more, instead of your enjoying, you are feeling burdened. But in love for God, when that bhakti comes and it saturates more and more inside, you will never feel burdened. You feel that, wow, what an expanse of joy. Vaster and vaster and vaster. There is no end of it. And it never becomes old. Anything in the material world of the sensitive universe, it becomes old. It becomes monotony. But here is God also. And love for God, it should be monotonous then. After sometimes, no, no, no. There is no monotony. Its joy expands and expands and expands in limitless way. And as a result, that person sees nothing but God inside and God outside. Tad evo, tad prapyo, when one attains that devotion, that supreme love. Tad evo avalukayati, he does not see anything, his eye has looks everything as manifestation of that same. The same who is here, he sees that same reality outside. Tad evo, only that. He sees in the outside. We see so many. We call Vedanta teaches us <coughs> unity in diversity. But it is no more a diversity. Diversity vanishes. There are all the forms. It is all Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Or it is all Rama, Rama, Rama. Or Christ, Christ, Christ. Whatever. That, that experience. Tadevo abhulokayati. And Anyone saying anything in the heart of that devotee, it will resonate like it is the Lord's voice. Nothing else. Anything talking, he will be mad person to talk about God and God only, as you find in Sri Ramakrishna's life. Read the whole gospel. How many things you can get a mundane world? Any talk, it has been recorded by him. And he has recorded very faithfully. So you, we don't find all the time anything but God and God and God, obsessed with God. So that is the Tad Evo Bhashayati and Tad Evo Chintayati in the thought. That means in the, his total transformation happens. Eyes do not see. Just I chanted that verse. Let, him, let me go where I can see. My eyes let him see God everywhere. My hand do the service of God. My feet, let me take to the holy places associated with their God. That will be a spontaneous experience according to Sri Narada. And you get totally tanmaya. You get totally absorbed. As if you are there, you are not there. You are dead body. Like we call it in the samadhi. It is the jara samadhi. When you get absorbed into it, and Ramakrishna used to go 
into that state where your breath stops breathing and doctors come and put the stethoscope don't find any heartbeat all the dead symbol of lifelessness manifest but he is full of joy he's absorbed that type of absorption she's tanmaya and and we if we practice some sri narada says sakirta mana shigram eva avir bhavati if one follows this path of devotion and sincerely following going on and on and on like that that lord who is invisible before our eyes shigram with the fastest time with the quickest time he appears himself and anubhavayanti and then makes him fulfill his desire by his experience seeing outside and seeing inside so this is the overall concept of bhakti and bhakti can lead us to this state this state in vedanta we call nirvikalpa state it can come to that same state sri ramakrishna again <coughs> he talked about sri chaitanya you know sri chaitanya is this month is sri chaitanya's birthday that's why i took this topic and sri chaitanya uh you know he was initiated by ishwar puri that's why we think that ishwar puri is puri we are also ramakrishna puri the same tradition and his sannyas guru was keshav bharati another out of the 10 divisions of shankara created this 10 division of monastic order he is another <clears throat> ramakrishna said i am talking about i am going to chaitanya sri chaitanya my subject will be the discussion between the great devotee and scholar rai ramananda and sri chaitanya when they met each other what they talked about step by step how it goes and bhakti can lead where it can lead step by step according to sri ramananda <clears throat> and that is the school what sri chaitanya inculcated in his tradition so sri ramakrishna said sri chaitanya is the incarnation of bhakti he descended on the earth to teach humanity what is called devotion sri chaitanya used to go through the three states one is external state like as we are watching seeing talking it is called vaihya external state of mind and that time he used to live in the gross objects of the universe and a little part in the subtle in the mind and then second stage when he used to go dive deep into his own mood then another mood will come which is called half conscious of the outside ardha vaihya dasha a state where situation is to remain half conscious about the world is there but is not there as it were 50% 50% if your mind you are here but you don't know where you are that means your mind is so much thinking of some other object that is the state we call half conscious of the outside but his inside is all god so that is the another state it is the half indrawn state and in that time the mind roams in the causal body 
and mind gets absorbed into that bliss of the inner self. And then comes antardasha. This third state, when his mind totally lost, there is no more mind. Mind merges into the Mahakarana, the great cause. Great cause is Brahman. And Sri Ramakrishna is talking about Sri Chaitanya. He gives a beautiful description. He says, this matches with the five sheets of Vedantic discrimination. Stulo, when he is in gross body, meaning when he is in living in the physical body and the mental body, Annamaya and Pranamaya, I am not going to dis- enter into that much. Second state is higher state in the subtle. Subtle body means living in the mental body and the intellectual body. Karana Sarit or the causal body, that is the state of Anandamaya Kosh, Vedanta says, Pranamaya, Pranamaya, Manamaya, Vigyanamaya, Anandamaya. These are the five states we live. With the physical body, Annamaya, because it is, it is grown through the eating of food and material, uh, rice and etc. That's why Anna, Anna is the food. Manamaya is the subtle part. Pranamaya, the energy we call calorie. How much calorie intake today? Uh, reduce that calorie, increase that calorie. That is the prana, the energy, energy body. And third is the mind and mental body. Uh, you forget about these two, then you, in your dream, you remain in the mental body. And then manomaya, vigyanomaya, sometimes you don't cogitate, but you are deeply engrossed into some philosophical understanding. Manomaya, vigyanomaya, intellectual level. And then comes the anandamaya, that means last stage when only the ego remains as you all feel joy when you go to sleep only ego remains you have forgotten your body already you have forgotten your dream also your intellect your mind everything is gone not gone it is withdrawn it is dysfunctional but only one thing remains I that also in deep ignorance that's why we feel so much joy it's called Anandamaya Kosha the shit, which is ananda maya, full of bliss. That's why we feel so much joy in when you go to deep sleep. Now, that is the state. But Mahakarana, Sri Chaitanya is to go to that state. Mahakarana, great cause, which is beyond five causes. Ramakrishna said, Mahakarana, Karana, that is the state beyond the five all sheets of covering. And when in the Mahakarana, Chaitanya used to get absorbed into it, then he used to become perfectly in Samadhi. And this is called, it is I am quoting Ramakrishna, Sri Ramakrishna says, this is verily called the Nirvikalpa state of Samadhi or Jara Samadhi. So this is the highest state what we are all searching for. In Vedanta, in Bhakti, in Yoga, in yoga, what is, what, is, what is the goal of yoga? Goal of yoga is to make the mind perfectly calm and serene and gradually go deeper and deeper. And where do you end? You end into samadhi. 
Samadhi also have different states in yoga, yogic practice. Sabhikalpa, nirvikalpa, uh, and different other divisions also. Sabhitarka, nirvitarka, sabhicharo, nirvicharo. So there are different grades of experiences, but ultimate is that, that where there is no duality, you get totally merged into it, you are dead. But you are dead, but you are alive. Real life starts there. This is a dead life. Because this is all, it is all living in something which is not permanent, <laughs> which is changing every day. Uh, and it will change tomorrow, whether I like it or dislike it. So that is the state of our eternal being. Now, we come to Sri Chaitanya. You know, Sri Chaitanya as incarnation. So when he heard from the mantra from his guru, it became like Ramakrishna. He totally lost his outer consciousness and went into Samadhi. And then afterwards, he wanted to, took the sannas and wanted to leave the home. And that is the rule of the sadhus, sannasins. They should not leave in one place. Uh, or after his sannas, she should not. When all his devotees, already he was very popular because he had started the devotional school of practice. And huge number of followers, they were very sad that Sri Chaitanya now taking sannas, he wants to leave this Navadip where he was there. So everyone is crying and weeping and falling at his feet. Then Sri Chaitanya said, do you want to make me a worldly person again? Sannasin don't live in the place where his parents or family live. Uh, do you want to demean me? To put me down like that? Then, and with the insistence, so devotees were so much crying and weeping for his stay. He said, okay, whatever my mom will say, I will do that. Then they all approached, very excited that if mother, mother naturally will say, my son will stay here. But when he went to the mother, and they, all the devotees went, and approached mother, Ma, mother said, yes, it will be my happiness. But if it, it gives pain to him, and it is for that goal, greater goal, I cannot ask him to stay over here. That's why she suggested you are devotees and let Sri Chaitanya live in Jagannath, Puri, in Orisha, which is not too far. You people can go and meet. And he also can occasionally come here. If not, I can also go and see. So that be the arrangement. So, so devotees, they took by from all the devotees. They are all crying and weeping because God was with them singing, dancing, keeping them in the high ecstatic mood all the time. And now he is departing. So, with a very uh, sad heart, they gave by to Sri Chaitanya. Then Sri Chaitanya ran like a, <laughs> like a intoxicated person, not knowing which direction. He is thinking he is going to Jomuna and Vrindavan. Eh? And running, running like that. Ultimately, he reached, and there are many stories, and reached that Puri Jagannath. And when he reached Jagannath, it is called the 
closest form of the absolute. Jagannath people talk about, there are different explanations. Balaram, Subhadra and Jagannath. So, a sister, brother, this type of relationship, people talk about that. But Vedanta says, Jagannath is the lord of the universe. Eh? He is the Sat aspect. Sat means what exists. You can see, if you enter into the temple, you will find that your eyes will go straight to that Jagannath's form. And then, Shubhadra is the Ananda aspect of it. And Balaram is the aspect of consciousness. That's why his color is a little white. This is black. Jagannath is black. And Balaram, his complexion is little white. Consciousness, light. And Ananda is the very, you have to be very careful and watchful to see Subhadra. Very sweet, loving, small, in between. That means if you go deep into your spiritual practice, then you can feel that Ananda. Huh? You can see, we can shoot the temple, we can see the photograph. Yes, that can be seen. It is called the sthula. But to feel that his consciousness itself, you need to do more spiritual practice. And to feel that his ananda, only bliss, as we have just read the other way, what Narada said, it takes more sadhana spiritual practice. Anyhow, when you went there, and the explanation is that Jagannath, you see, his eyes are not like us. We have our eyes with the lid. That means blinks. But Jagannath is wide open. Chakkanayana. Round eyes. He never sleeps. He is the eternal observer. Observes the whole universe. Day and night there is no rest for him. He is eternal witness of all our actions and things what is going on. He does not say do. He does not say don't do. But he observes everything. Eyes is a symbol of eye, but it's the eye behind the eye. He has no hand. Hand is up. It's a sign to all hands he works. Like that is the philosophical aspect we Vedanta students think about Jagannath. Now, that is not the point. Point is here, Sri Chaitanya came and he ran into the temple. And when he ran into the temple, seeing Jagannath, he was so overwhelmed, he went and just hold the feet of Jagannath and put his head over it, over the feet of Jagannath. But there is temple protocol. Hmm? That's why, you see, we have put a grill here. <laughs> Not that much serious, but I am saying every temple has a protocol. So they allow, up to this far you can go, you cannot go to the inner sanctum, sanctorium, etc., so, but Sri Chaitanya was so overwhelmed with the high emotion and seeing that love personified Jagannath there, he went and ran and, and went into Samadhi. Touched the feet, embraced the feet and then went into Samadhi. And the temple guards came they, with a whip to punish. And that time suddenly they saw that the state pandit scholar, or the state, uh, what do you call? In those days, every uh, king used to keep some 
person who is very highly intellectual person uh, knows the scriptures and directions like that scholar great scholar his name was basudev sarvabhauma so he went to salute the lord that time and he saw he, he uh, wonderful spiritual personality his face is beaming with joy and so intoxicated into god and there totally he has no sense his body consciousness is gone so he stopped this um, guards not to do anything and then after a long time he's not coming back to his consciousness as ramakrishna used to do and then he organized he asked somebody to take him to his own residence and then when he came down then he was very pleased and he had started talking to him uh, he thought that he is a bhakta so bhakti he is crying and weeping in the name of bhakti uh, so when by that time the followers were following him some of the followers are following him but when he ran no one can follow him he ran so fast uh, to hug the lord so all are back and when they came back and they found that situation is not here they inquired and found that he is in sarvabhumus home and went there anyhow everyone was treated with warmth and love by sarvabhuma gave shelter to all the devotees and fed and sri chaitanya remained with him and now <coughs> he saw sri chaitanya that he is weeping every time if you say any word ra krishna ka and his tears are rolling down so it is, it is a disease of course maybe he thought so the sarvabhuma said that you know you are a monk you said that you are a monk your guru was keshav bharati so you are a monk adwaita and you are weeping like this what is this huh? i will teach you brahma sutras he said yes sir <laughs> very humble bhakto always bhakto becomes very humble so he said okay i will teach you hmm? whom he is teaching <laughs> navadip in navadip where he was born no the 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 scholars greatest scholars passing by he will challenge them come and argue and defeat them and they'll smash them and they'll have to uh, uh, big apology okay okay uh, and surrender to sishaitan no that was the intellectual ability of that person he was the actually the that time it is a new logic started in navadip and and sishaitan was the top in that nimai was his earlier name and he is asking him that you are too much devotion emotional devotional people are emotional no that is the way we understand so he th- he saw that this is a man he is too much emotional if little vedanta comes then it will make it balance no is a good idea but he said okay sir whatever you teach now he is a ardent student and sarvabhauma started teaching him brahma sutras vyasas and then commentary of shankaracharya and he is giving talks but he is simply listening so one day goes like that second day goes third day goes after a few days he said what's the matter do you understand anything what i am teaching you 
You don't say yes, you don't say no. Your, your face does not show any symptom that you are understanding anything. What is this going on? Then he said, Sir, I understand what the Brahma Sutra, Sutras, the aphorisms say. I understand that. And I understand what Sankara is saying. But sir, I don't understand what you are explaining. <laughs> oh my God. Hearing this response, he got, he, somebody dared to say to Vasudev Sarvabhama, who is a, one of the top scholar of that time. Huh? And, and the, in the court of Mahar, King Pratap Rudra, his most respected son. And then he said, what do you understand? And then he said, what do you understand about this then? And then he suddenly stood up like Thakur used to do. And he stood up and Sarvabhuma saw that it is not Chaitanya, two hands of Chaitanya and two hands of Krishna and two hands of Rama. It is called Sarvabhuj. Six armed vision came. And he fell down at the feet of Sri Chaitanya, understanding his divine glory. And now he asked many questions afterwards. And and and, and Sarvabhuma became a student now. Instead of becoming a teacher, he became a student and wanted to learn whatever he wanted to go. And now his his quest is infinite. His is about the devotion, devotional theory and other things. He asked that, I do not know much of devotional scriptures, so if you can go anytime to that Rai Ramananda, Rai Ramananda lives in the southern part of India, uh, it is in the, what is place is called, um, what is the name of the place? Uh, let me see, Vidyanagar. Vidyanagar was the Vidyanagar uh, was is Raja Mahandri now now new name is now and that's on the bank of the Godavari River so he he lived in in the in the state of Urisha that is that is under the same king's domain King Maharaj great King Pratavrudra it is Bengal Bihar and Orisha and that went up to Rajamandri. And that was, he was, this Pratap Rudra was working under him as a, uh, what you call, ruler on his behalf. He was a very able um, ruler, honest, sincere, loving person. So the king Pratap Rudra appointed him as the ruler of the that state. And so he say that if you go to him, he knows all these theories and practices of deeper spiritual life and particularly the devotion, aspect of devotion. So if you can go and then he will let you know, I am in, incompetent to teach you anything about that. Then Sri Chaitanya planned that he will go to South India. He wanted to visit the place of Shankara, Madhva and Ramanuja and also the Matha or the centers they established and the philosophies they preached. He wanted to have his personal direct experience so 
Sri Chaitanya started moving towards the south. Now the other devotees then said that, so you are alone. How will you go? Your both hands are engaged in doing japa. And you don't, who will carry over even the drink, drinking pot? So let us go with you so that we can take care of you. You will be yourself, we will help you only to take care of your physical needs. She said, no, a monk should not be dependent on anything. So, but ultimately they forced a young boy that he will carry, he will not say anything. Whatever you do, he will only just obey you. We are giving him, take him with him. So he started moving from one place to another place and went ultimately to the bank of Godavari. And our, our point is there, so I shall come to that point of discussion. So he went and he took a bath on the bank of Godavari and was seated. Sri Chaitanya was seated in a secluded place on the bank and thinking, how shall I meet Rai Ramananda? And found, after some time, that Rai Ramananda, she didn't know Rai Ramananda, but one gentleman is coming and in for before him, these chanters, Vedic chanters are chanting the Vedic mantras and full of some bodyguards and protocol like that is following him. He came in a palanquin. In those days, people used to carry in the palanquin. Eh? Palanquin, you know? No? Four people will carry a box-like thing uh, in the front and back to carry the person who is sitting inside. Uh, so that was the thing. He came and he has descended and then he took a deep in the Ganga, uh, in the Godavari and chanted mantras and all this very ritualistically. And he, uh, Sri Chaitanya, felt that probably he may be Rai Ramananda. But ultimately he's uh, got to know, seeing all these things, this Ramananda after his bath, he was looking, gazing around like that and he suddenly found a monk of extraordinary luminous face, full of brightness, is there sitting somewhere. So he himself, out of his own, went to Sri Chaitanya and prostrated and humbled. You see, that was the kings in India. Uh, they prostrated before a monk. <laughs> uh, his beggy, penniless beggar, but he gets the respect of a, a ruling king. So he went and he saluted and said, Sir, uh, who are you? Where did you come from? This, that. Then he said, Are you Rai Ramananda? Well, yes, I am Ramananda. Then, oh, I am, I come only to learn from you. Well, learn from me? You are a sonnasi, you learn from me? Yes. In, then he referred to Puri, Jagannath, and Vasudev Sarvabhauma, the scholar. He has referred your name. I want to know about the intricacies of spiritual uh, traditions of bhakti school of thought. Then he said, <clears throat> you know, Rai Ramananda, he loves me very much. Even uh, he wants to do my good. Therefore he has sent you. So I am blessed to have your vision. 
So don't ask me any other question. I cannot teach you anything. I am Ajay. Kaha tumi sakshat narayan, kaha mui rajasevi vishaya shudradham. This is from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which is the authentic, most authentic reference of uh, Sri Chaitanya's life. So he says, where you are direct, narayana yourself, God yourself, standing before with your blazing experience of brightness in your face, and I am a servant under the ruler of a king. And I am ruling. I am engaged in world and worldliness. You want to learn from me about spirituality? No, 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 no. Please, excuse me. I do not know. And then they are, then Sri Chaitanya was begging and he is begging. And the other people gathered around and saw, oh my God, what is going on here? <laughs> and this people are seeing that there is a sannyasi monk who looks like that of Brahman, blazing fire of Brahman, and he's embracing, in the caste system was there, a sudra, huh? that means who is business and worldly thing, and he is embracing him, and both are weeping, and sobbing in the name of God, what is going on? And this our ruler is also very, very grave person, a strong person, and what this, with the touch of this sannyasin, uh, he has become intoxicated. What is this? Anyhow, then he said, Oh, please come to our my pal, um, my apartment. I will treat you. Well, you know, I cannot go. I am a monk. I will be remaining here. Then Rai Ramananda then organized some other place of a Brahmin so that he can get some food and stay over there. And Ramananda will come at the end of his business of the day to talk to him about spiritual life and bhakti. So, <clears throat> one day, he asked again, that, you know, Sri Chaitanya said, Prabhu kahe mayabadi amito sannyasi, I am a monk. My philosophy is maya, everything is maya, maya, maya. Huh? It is non-existent. Bhakti tattva nahi jani, I do not know what is the secret of the truth of devotion. Maya Vadevasi, I am floating in the philosophy of Maya. And I have grown, my heart became pure with the association with the Sarvabhuma, the scholar. And when I asked him Krishna Bhakti, the devotion to Krishna, he told me, Ami Nahi Jani Krishna Katha, I do not know about what is the Krishna and his devotion. Sabe Ramananda jane. Ramananda, that scholar he knows, teho nahi heta, he does not belong here. That's why I have come to you after walking such a distance and, and you are praising me as a high grade sunnasi. I am, I am ordinary. Please, please don't deprive me from this wisdom of knowledge. See how much humility is necessary only to learn the higher truth. So that is also to see. And now they started describing. There's a big, I will only just 10 15 minutes are there. You say, how step by step, what is sannyas? And what is, sorry, what is bhakti? And how we can attain step by step to that. <clears throat> and Sri Chaitanya asked the question, please tell me. 
bhakti and bhagavat tattva what is the conclusions of the devotion devotional scheme of spiritual life what are the principles and how it can be applied please teach me those things and with much persistent ramananda have to accept his request and then he started teaching or telling sri chaitanya that principle and that is the actually sri chaitanya taught them to rupasan gangoshami and sanatan goshami and future sri chaitanya tradition came with this philosophy now prabhu kahe that means sri chaitanya asking how what is the way to reach the goal of attaining to the highest devotion rai kahe rai means rai ramananda says sadharma acharane vishnu bhakti hai very first step is you are to be sincere in the state of position in your life you are a householder you are a student you are a money monk whatever according to your state of being in the society you have to follow very honestly the disciplines and the rules and regulations you are a, you are a mother be a good mother you are a daughter be a good daughter that means fundamental point is that it is the basic need is to sadharma uh, acharan what is your dharma you have to follow and practice that that particular disciplines he said okay situation says eho eho bhaiyo you are talking too much external too much beginner stage move on tell me next step then he said ramanand says sadharma acharan if you can perform this type of bhakti then it will happen that your varna varna means you have student life eh? married life retired life sannyas life in which stage you are be perfectly follow your own stage of life and be sincere to that and also ashrama is you may be brahman brahman kshatriya vaishya shudra you are a business person be a good businessman don't cheat people huh? you are a, you are a scholar be truthful scholar like that in any field of life whatever you are doing you be perfect in that and then if you can follow that gradually gradually you can do that then your heart will be pure and you will feel leaningness towards loving god first point and then when you do that second stage then you feel that whatever i am doing offer it to god krishna karma arpan whatever karma we do to offer it to god that is the second stage and if we can do it with selfless motive this karma the chitta the mind becomes purer and purer and more and more attraction and love for god will grow spontaneously and if you can move that way then you will reach a stage when your all disciplines of the life whether you are you are performing your duties that will drop you look at ramakrishna's life when ramakrishna was practicing his worship he was a worshiper no 
Brahmin and he was performing his duty. And with that duty, even an example, I am not bringing him as a god or anything, but to have an example, when he was performing that with sincerity, all the rituals and things automatically dropped. So second stage will come that if you can do everyday work honestly, sincerely, as ordained, as in the as in the state of your being in life, perform perfectly. Mind will be pure. And then, second step, if we can give this everything at the feet of the Lord, as an offering to God, every karma, every work I do, every thought I think, I give it to God, then that is the second stage. That will create the mind more pure and more pure. And then, what will happen? Third stage will come it will drop of you. You need not have to perform your, uh, the duties uh, of your own position of life. Whatever your position. You got so much love for God, gradually unfolding inside, spontaneously unfolding, that all your duties, so-called duties, will fall off. And then when it happens, that your in, increased love, then your mind will run towards God and in this state, this spiritual aspirant will do the spiritual practices the same way, then he will reach a state, Gyanomisra Bhakti. Gyanomisra Bhakti means it will be a state, what is the ultimate knowledge, it will appear in the mind. Mind become pure? No. As the mind become pure, it shows the truth. That devotion is not emotional practice anymore then or ritualistic practice anymore. Because of selfless surrender to God, mind has become purified, chitta suddhi. As a result, all the duties are dropped, and the mind is so intense, it attains to the stage which is called jnana, misra, bhakti. The bhakti mixed with the knowledge. Knowledge and jnana, this is our normal, we talk about this, you know. We have our knowledge here. And we have our bhakti here. So we say to synchronize these two, head and heart, to synchronize in the life. That makes a blending of the two. And if that Gyanavistra bhakti, as it goes on, so, yeah, Sri Chaitanya says, yes, Gyanavistra bhakti is good, but is there anything more? Then he says, Gyanavistra bhakti. You know, Gyanavakti, I fell in love with somebody. Why? Oh, he's such a great person. Oh, he's such glorious. He has so much of knowledge, wisdom. Oh, he's a classical musician. Or this, that. Any glory is associated with that. That is the jnana. And that's why I'm attracted. That is the first stage. Now, you develop yourself into such a deeper level. It matters little whether he has any grandeur, whether he has any power or he's useless guy, I love him. That gano drops. Gano shunna bhakti. Your devotion will be so intense, then you forget about the glory of the Lord who you are worshipping. And gano shunna bhakti is a great development in the practice of spiritual discipline. Now he said, okay, Sri Chaitanya says, that is true. Tell me something higher. Is there anything more? Then he said, okay. Then comes prema bhakti. 
Prema Bhakti means that Bhakti only unconditional love flowing in one direction. Not to judge, not to question whether he has God has glory. Now, many people love God because seeing the glory of the Lord. Pomp and grandeur of the Lord. Uh, but when love comes really, then it does not see that power. Power side is gone. So it is gano shunna bhakti. Bhakti, but there is no play of your assessing, judging how great, how noble, how big, infinite, sat, chit, ananda, nothing, talking. The love, love, it takes the person to that. And then, if the prema bhakti comes, then what happens? Is there anything higher? He said, yes. Next higher is, you then with that love, you feel you are his uh, servant. Lord is the master. Your whole life is to serve and serve and serve. According to, that is the situation in the school of thought, these are the stages. Then, Dasya Bhakti, that is called the Dasya Bhakti. And then, is there anything higher? Then he continues, is the five moods, moods are there, the servant attitude, the friend attitude, then comes the uh, parent and child relationship, and less five is the husband-wife relationship, kantava. And he described one by one, this is higher, this is higher, this is higher, and they said, ultimately, kantavam. Kantabha means Lord is our husband. And that's why you go to Vrindavan, you'll find everyone says Radhe, 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 Radhe. That means everyone is Radha. Everyone is the part of Radha. That means uh, to think of God, God is the only object and we are all searching for Him. So that attitude, that is the Kantabha. But uh, amongst this, what is the higher? Then question was put, it is the, the love of Radharani for Krishna that is the highest. Then he said, is there anything higher than that? Then Ramananda was really uh, stunned to hear that there may be any person to question that there is anything beyond any state is there. And then he said, there is a long discussion. <coughs> I am not going there. There he says, yes, there is a state, but that cannot be said, that cannot be expressed. This much we have expressed in language. But next stage is that which is beyond description, I cannot say. And he tried to say and explain, Ramananda started saying that na saramana na hamaramani duhumili eka peshalajani. Perfect Advaita Vedanta, the highest ideal. Kanta, Kanta Bhav means the husband-wife relationship, that pudding. Not for us, it is such a level you know where you started, how many stages it goes. Then comes the Kanta Bhav. Many people foolishly take that path of husband-wife relationship, Krishna, Radha. Eh, there are deep difficulties, dangers are there. Because it, you have to start from the beginning stage. Eh, at the beginning, if you start, you will misunderstand. The deep implication of it and the spiritual glory of it will not be uh, manifest. So it is. He says that after that, when even then, 
the Lord is my husband, I am the our beloved, this relationship goes into such a state, then I and you, the last trace as it were, that dissolves. And what remains? Who will say what remains? That's why that time Sri Chaitanya just stopped him. Don't speak anymore because I understand it cannot be expressed. If you express, then you actually what you call demean the value of it. You cannot express that and if you want to express, it will be such a, a mere expression that it will, uh, it will be totally misunderstood. That's why he said, but that is the philosophy which is the highest in the bhakti school. So what bhakti can take us? This is the point. Where we are now, if we are sincere in our life, we practice that discipline, regularly, sincerely, eh? as a mother, as a father, as a son, as a daughter, as in the office, as in the doctor, as in an engineer, whatever we are doing in our life, we do it sadharma, and then sadharma, if you do, then it will grow, your mind will be purified, it will grow to love for God, and then gradually, that mood will come, everything I offer into God, second stage, then you will form your own disciplines will fall down if you continue to do like that you will be beyond your rules and regulations we go through the rules and regulations to go out of the rules and regulations we go to school to go out of the school uh, not to stay over there so automatically it will drop uh, that's why spiritual life should be always unfolding unfolding and then ultimately going to the gano Mistra, with the knowledge, heart and head combined together, then a point will come, you won't discriminate, you don't analyze, God is so glorious, God has created this universe, oh, the sun, the moon, the stars, all the beauty, ha ha, God is so great. No, no, that glory will go away. It is Gyanu Shunna Bhakti, that devotion, which there is no glorification of that. And that is a love and love and love. And love is intensifying. Love goes from the idea of servant, master, uh, to friend, to friend, uh, like that, different moods, uh, mother to child, uh, child to mother, they're like this different relation, and the highest is the devotion, when it matures, it will be the kanto bhav, or it is called the that madhura bhav, that is the highest in the bhakti school, and then it ends into oneness, there is no husband, no wife, who will be husband, who will be wife, the same and the march into one ego dissolves into it. So that is the journey ends. So bhakti can lead us to the same nirvikalpa samadhi, which we can try in different paths.